0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't
1: fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes
2: Show, streaming live across the world. Well, hello, my friends. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to it. It is The Michael Dukes Show, broadcasting live. Across the state of Alaska, this is your favorite radio station and or FM translator and around the world on the internet at michaeldukeshow.com where there's the streaming, there's the podcast, there's the links to our social media sites and so much more. Hello, my friends. How are how, how are you to do, do, do today? Hump day, middle of the week, downhill slide. We can see Firearms Friday from here. Oh man, it's good stuff. Uh, you ready to dive into it today? Uh, we've got um, we got some fun stuff to talk about uh, coming up in hour two. I guess we'll we won't bury the lead this time. Coming up in hour two, State Senator Mike Shower will be joining us via telephone from uh, somewhere down on the peninsula. Uh, he's uh, enjoying a little bit of uh, well earned time off and. Uh, Spending some time with the fam and doing stuff between uh, his full-time gig and uh, the um, and the uh, uh, end of the session or the interim of the session, I guess I should say. Uh, so we're going to get a chance to talk to him for the first time in quite a while, and we'll see uh, we'll see what he has to say. It's been about a month or so since we've talked to him last, and we're going to be looking forward to that for the Shower Hour of Power. That'll be coming up in hour 2 today. Uh in our one, uh we're throwing the phone lines open. In fact, the phone lines are open right now. Uh 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150 if you would like to uh if you'd like to uh, uh, call in today and help drive the bus, so to speak, steer the conversation. We'd love to hear what you have to say and we'll um, we'll we'll keep our we'll keep our our ears to the ground here and see what uh, what is uh, the hot topic on your mind today. Uh, we'd love to, We'd love to interact with you and have some conversations. Uh, in the meanwhile, I do have a couple of headlines, uh, but one of the topics that I really want to dive into today is a discussion, and I'm working on getting some guests to come in and talk about this because um, I've been watching this for a while. Uh, we've touched on this topic a time or two. Um, but I would really like to get a little bit more in depth on it. and that is the rising interest, um, or so it appears to me, a rising interest in career and technical schools, which I think is a welcome change to what we've been seeing here in the last um, uh, in the last uh, couple, three decades of uh of educational experience and i'm kind of excited about it uh i'm kind of excited to see that people are are finally seeming to be waking up and smelling the coffee as it were uh on the issue of college and careers and uh everything like that so i kind of want to delve into that a bit uh there's some interesting stats that have come out here recently and uh i think it is a um Uh, I mean I just I just think it's a fascinating topic and I'm happy to see it I'm happy to see it and I'm looking forward to uh, going over this and like I said uh, also um, talking with some folks I've uh, put out some emails and feelers uh, here this week trying to get some experts on to talk about this uh, people who follow this topic a lot more closely than I do uh, who will come on and give us some information about it and hopefully we can Hopefully we can uh, uh, get get some get some more details on it. That's the plan, anyway. Um, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of the the direction that I would like to go today. But I'm also, you know, I'm easy, I'm free and clear. It is Wednesday, and uh, I would love to just uh, chat with you guys about uh, what. I, oh, I'm also working on. Ooh, where is my email? Uh, I'm also working on a, another um, uh, segment for what if Wednesday uh, wasn't able to pull it together for today, but uh, hopefully by next week, um, we'll be talking with um, some more experts. Uh, again, continuing on with the medical um, with the medical uh, issue. We'll be, uh, hopefully, uh, talking with, uh, some experts, uh, in medicine. I got the authors of the book, um, not, uh, where, it, where there is no doctor. What is the extreme? There we go. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Um, Dr. Joe Alton and Amy Alton, a husband and wife, a doctor and a, um, um, a doctor and an advanced nurse practitioner. They wrote a book called *The Survival Medicine Handbook*, a guide for when help is not on the way. And um, uh, we're hoping to have them on the program here, maybe next week, for a good "what if" segment. And we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be working on that here. So I'm looking looking forward to it uh, to see what uh, what happens there. Um, all right um what else we got going on here um no i have not had enough coffee yet today i'm just trying to get up you know trying to get up to speed with you guys and get everything going on um okay that's it um all right let me uh okay making sure that we're all squared away okay um let's uh i guess let's get into it. Uh, first of all again, phone lines are open 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say and we will uh, continue to uh, uh we'll continue to uh, work together on all this and get things uh, uh all uh, uh away so to speak. So let's talk a little bit about the pandemic. The pandemic did some interesting things for us and we've often likened that to um some of the silver linings right we talked about how it highlighted the fact that people did not need to be tied in to brick and mortar schools uh that they discovered that homeschooling was not just a you know, it was not just a fad. It wasn't as hard as it had been intimated to many people. Uh, they thought, they you know, they were told, oh, it's so hard. You're just kidding. And then when they absolutely positively had to do it and they really had no other choice, many people discovered that it wasn't uh, as hard as they had expected. And that was good. Uh, so we got that. We got the remote work thing. Um, where many businesses discovered that that was actually feasible and that people um, actually uh, did well and enjoyed it. Some people, not everybody, obviously, uh, but so much so that many businesses had gone ahead and reduced their dependency, reduced the size and scope of their real estate footprint. And uh, so that was a, you know, that, that's a good thing. Uh, because it showed that there can be some change in the workplace for those kind of things. And then finally, uh, this most latest thing was an uh, after the disruption of uh, high schools and regular brick and mortar and K through 12 schools. People discovered that uh, a lot of these students were rethinking their idea of what a career path should look like, specifically whether or not they should attend a four-year university. So this became a big, hot topic, and we could see that the numbers are continually changing. Now, what brought me to this to begin with was an interesting article in the, uh, in the Facilities Dive um, uh, newsletter. Uh, the Dive newsletters are kind of deep dives into um, different industries and what's going on and how things are working. Uh, this uh, part of it was talking specifically, though, about the values, um, the values that are being held by the current generation, the current high school generation, the Gen Z, uh, and what they are looking at and what they are expecting uh, for their post-secondary education. What they're what they're looking at for their college age years and what they should be diving into. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, there was a few few notes that came out. First of all, they said the current cohort of high school students, part of Gen Z, values post-secondary education, but it is increasingly interested in alternatives to the four-year college. Now, probably because at this point, you're starting to hear about all the various, you know, problems with student loans and, uh, you know, and the the job markets and not getting a job in your field of study and all the things that we've talked about here on the program for quite a long time. Uh, In the 2023 survey, uh, 65% of the student survey said that they would need education beyond high school compared to the 59% pre-pandemic, but 59% of them said they could be successful if they don't get a four-year degree which kind of breaks the dynamic of what we've constantly heard. I mean, my generation moving forward for, I mean, forever, uh, what we've constantly heard, which is get a good education, get a good job, you'll be successful. But the college was really the only track to make that happen. And so uh, it was, you know, this this is, again, a piece of good news that they're starting to see through the fact that they don't absolutely positively need that four-year degree to be successful. Almost half, about 48% of high schoolers, said that their post-secondary education would ideally take three years or less, uh, with just over a third said that it should take two years or less. They're looking less and less at this um, idea that college is some kind of experience that has to, is required to be four years and all this kind of stuff. And I think that that is, again, another piece of good news from the, you know, off the horizon from the pandemic is that they're reassessing and they're finally taking a look at that. And I would like to say in my mind, in many ways, that this may be that the good thing, the beginning of the end of this dependency on all this government supported four year. Um, you have to have it, you know, you got to get a degree in international basket weaving or whatever is required. And so this is, uh, I think, again, uh, a good sign. Uh, continuing into those insights, basically a majority of those same high school students in the survey, 62 percent, worried about paying for college. But it also showed that the not wasn't just the monetary, it was the time consideration. Uh, they were concerned about the length of time they would be out of the marketplace or out of the workforce, and many of them want to get on with their lives. Again, I think, uh, again, a good reflection of what came out of the pandemic. Because remember, one of the big things I that we've talked about in the past that you know I think came out of the pandemic was this realization that life is sh- – I mean, we saw the whole workforce shift, right? We saw the whole – workforce shift uh, from an idea of I'm willing to work a gazillion hours a week or whatever to I'll work by 40, but then my time is my time because people had to face their own mortality. That's kind of the whole point here. And I think some of that is probably rubbed off on these students where they want to get through the college portion or the education portion as quickly as possible So they can get on with their lives and enjoy their lives and not have to spend the full four years doing it. In 2020, 20 percent of students considered attending a community college, it found that rose to 25 percent in 2023. So, you know, that's a that's a pretty significant increase uh, in just in just a, a couple of years. Likewise, students considering career and technical education rose. Uh, by another 20% in 2023 interest in on the job training rose almost 20% over the same period. And while interest in the traditional college experience remains high, about half of the students surveyed, uh, about 52% said they were considering a four year institution. The percentage that has largely remained unchanged since 2021. Keep in mind that interest has yet to recover from its pre pandemic standing. It used to be over 70%. Now it's down to 52%. So again, that 20% increase is being eaten up by many other options uh, across the board. Um, And I think that that is a a fantastic start. We're going to talk about some of the other stats and statistics as well on this. Uh, Like I said, this is a topic that I find fascinating, and I'm looking forward to being able to have... Some more expert conversations on this. Hopefully this week or next week we'll uh, continue this conversation a little bit more. Uh, Phone lines are open right now. If you'd like to uh, sound off, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free Thinking Radio. We return with more. And uh, your phone calls, potentially, right after these messages. why all the uh, stuff is uh, uh, conspiring to work against me here. all my technology is and conspiring to work against me. All right, somebody else is saying they can't hear the music again as well today. Why? I have no idea that it was working on Monday. nothing changed. You came on Tuesday. That's it. It's all it's all what I mean whatever um all right let me see what i got here um right there okay uh cart wall. um uh, let me try this let me try this we'll see what this looks like will you guys tell me if you are hearing the music can you hear the music So you guys, I think there's a like a 30-second delay. If you guys can hear me and hear the music, let me know if that fixed it or not. Um, no music still. My tech, my tech problems are likely sunspots. I mean, it could be loosened up behind the wheel. I mean, I just don't know. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, why it would just change arbitrarily. Well, you hear me, but no music. That was the, that was the thing. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, fine. I'll just change the whole thing. I'll just change the whole thing here. I'll move that around over there. Do that. I'll go back over here. Change this. I mean, this is fascinating stuff for the podcast. I'm sure everybody in the podcast is like, I'm so glad I'm listening to this right now. Okay, we me try that. How about that? We'll try that. Oh, God. Almighty. That's like so many different things going on at once. Um, that's obviously not going to work because that was going to give me a headache. Okay, let's try that. And finally, uh, that one and that one. Okay. Clicky, clicky, clicky. So many clicks. All right. More likely age spots, not sunspots. It's possible. It's very, very possible. Very, very possible. Um, Like I said, I'm not sure exactly what done got went down here see what's mixed minus doing here i'm over here uh on that one and we'll do that right there and we'll try that right there okay this setting can cause unwanted echo if used incorrectly okay um it's very possible. There you go. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys can hear the music now or not, but uh, if you just heard that, then let me know. I just played a big rock riff right there. Um, we'll we'll see what we can do. Well, can me, let me ask you a question here. Can you guys hear? Um, let's try this one. Do you guys hear this? I mean, the game show stuff. Do you guys hear like the game show music there? Might have to dump everything into my deal. Okay, so that's working. So it's a, something lost between there and there. All right, well, we'll figure that out. And we'll work it out. Um, that's a totally different system. So my normal system is not working, but my backup system is fine. All right, we'll figure it out. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. Ring the bell. Do all that stuff. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Spent a call. Spent the entire commercial break sussing out <laughs> some technical issues. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know it's one of those things where everything's working fine uh, one day, and then the next day something just arbitrarily like doesn't work. That is the joy of being your own producer engineer slash this is what happens when you have a low budget radio show you know uh things are perfect work for months and then suddenly it's just no longer there that's that's the just just doesn't it doesn't work uh you folks on the radio are not are not having a problem but uh, folks who are on facebook and youtube and stuff they're not hearing the music or anyway i guess it's Irrelevant at this point. Let's uh, continue ahead here. Uh, Remind you that the phone lines are open, if you would like to sound off on any issue. Kind of a slow news day the last couple days. I've been watching, and the same headlines are still up on pretty much every major news site in the state right now. The same headlines continue to to percolate around because there's just really not... there's really not a, a a a thing that's really happening out there uh, in regards to uh, politics or anything else. Which, again, not a bad thing. I'm not I am not disappointed in that at all. Uh, it's one of the reasons why last week when I got a chance, we sat down and talked with Chris Story about his book because I thought that would be a fun discussion. Um, uh, just you know, kind of a slice of life discussion and it's something that I'd like to do a little bit more of. Um, around the uh, state of Alaska uh, Bear Paw Festival this weekend uh, Down in Eagle River For those of you who are down in South Central And you want a chance to go do something fun uh, they're, doing the, uh, they're doing all kinds of stuff From car shows to uh, motorcycle shows photo- Photography exhibits um, uh, They've got uh, the, the big parade The uh, army band They've got an art of trash thing That they're doing um, they've got the midway. They've got the the vendors, the beer gardens, the all all horse drawn carriage rides, the slippery salmon Olympics, which just sounds fun. Uh, goat yoga, and I mean all kinds of stuff. It's uh, all going on starting actually today. It's actually starting this afternoon with some uh, with some luncheons and some events. But the big big deal kicks off tomorrow at 2 p.m. and goes through Sunday down in uh down in Eagle River. So if you're out in the area and you want to go check out something and do that would be that's a fun the Big Bear Paw Festival going on down in uh, Eagle River this week. Um all right. So what we were oh we were talking about uh we were talking about the education and the rise of career and technical schools. Okay, so I let me get to the point to where I was wanted to, um, I really wanted to get into. All right. So we were talking about how the portion of people and the portion of students, rather, who were considering considering and attending a community college had jumped 20 percent, that the students considering career and technical education had jumped 20 percent, on the job training interest had had risen 20 percent, About half the students that were surveyed said they were considering a four-year institution, but um, that it is still 20 percent lower than it It was pre-pandemic. So we're already seeing that. Uh, Nearly four in 10 Gen Gen Z students, though, almost 40 percent, said that the most important consideration in choosing a college was what careers would be available to them, uh, which I thought was, I mean, to me, that would always, I would always thought that that would have been like a much higher percentile rate. I mean, when you go to college, you're looking at, I mean, even back in the late 80s, that's how old I am, the late 80s. When I looked at college, I was thinking, what do I want to do? Um, I wanted to be on the ocean. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted, I was interested in oceanography. I was. There was a lot of things that I was interested in. And when I was looking at my college career, I was like, "Well, what you know? Where do I want to go? And what are the jobs that are available?" Based, I mean, even I was looking at that at that time. So the fact that it's only thirty-eight uh, percent—that just under forty percent—said that the most important consideration was what career would be available to them. That's when you know you have a problem when it's not a hundred percent or ninety percent of them said what I mean that that college was a means to an end right or that the education was a means to an end at this point students have all pretty much acknowledged 60 percent of students are getting an education for the sake of getting an education now i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that per se but then you got to wonder why people are stressed out and worried and everything else because what they were told was that if i got a good education i'd get a good job Instead of looking for that job and finding a way to use the education to get you there, it was not a means to an end. Now it simply was the end in and of itself, was getting an education. So that number is still worrying among me. Um, Among those surveyed, excuse me, among those surveyed, by the way, again, this is coming out of the, uh, this is coming out of a study uh, from, um, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the. This is is from the higher ed dive. Um, Among those studied uh, and surveyed, 79% said that it is important to have an on-the-job training experience as part of their higher education. About two-thirds, 65%, said they would ideally learn job skills through internships or similar programs as well. The most disturbing thing about this whole thing, though, at the end was this little tidbit left at the very end of the article where it talks about the vast majority – 90% 90% said the government should support education and careers by subsidizing higher education, reimbursing tuition and helping pay off student debt because that's the government's responsibility. And 86% said the private sector should behave similarly, providing and reimbursing employees for formal education. When did it become when did it become government's you know, responsibility to do all those things. Isn't that your responsibility? I mean, isn't that that something that you should be focused on instead of waiting for Uncle Sugar to come pay your bill for you? I mean, again, the vast majority, 90%, said the government should support education and careers by subsidizing higher education. Okay, wait. Do you not know that higher education has been subsidized to a monumental amount already? They want to see reimbursing tuition and help paying off student debt as being a But many of these institutions are already being, I mean, look at the University of Alaska. Look at many state universities. Look at some of the other big ones. They're all receiving huge amounts of monetary Uh, Of, of, of monies. It's, it's, it's absolutely. But when I saw that 90% want the government to pay for it. Who do you think pays for the government? Did we skip that day in, you know, in civics class? Who do you think pays for all? It's, it's absolutely astonishing. There's another article over at NPR uh, talking about this from last year. Community college enrollment is down, but skilled trades are booming. Uh, They've got a chart in here about how community college enrollment has shifted during the pandemic. Uh, 38% increase in enrollment in... Agriculture, agricultural operation, and related sciences—that's at the top of the list on the one side of the scale. On the opposite side of the scale, physical sciences had a 32 percent drop. Uh, basic skills and developmental remedial education had a 27 percent drop. English, 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 English language and literature uh, had a 21 percent drop. Law enforcement, firefighting had a 21 percent drop. I mean, you could just go down the list here and see what was happening. This is all during the pandemic from 2019 to 2022. This was a shift in majors, college majors, as they were going through. Uh, And you could just see these things are changing. Uh, According to a report and a survey conducted by uh, the Association of General Contractors in 2021, the survey found that 89 percent. Of all contractors were having a difficult time finding workers that were trained for the job, meaning they were running out of skilled labor that already, you know, has the technical skills and the experience needed. Uh, According to the leader of a construction program at Texas State Technical College, he said the demand for workers is huge. He said, we have contractors calling us weekly. Do you have anybody we can work? I mean, they just want people. Part of the labor shortage can be attributed again to experienced workers aging out of the field. Uh, That same guy uh, who is the leader of the Texas State program said the average building inspector here is about 58 years old, so they're leaving faster than they're coming in. Uh, but again, here's goes back to that little dark area that we were just talking about. Remember the 90% of people, the college uh, Gen Z students who said that the government should pay for everything? The Association of General Contractors is quoted in this article. Steve Sandher, the group's CEO, saying the federal government only spends $1 on career training for every $6 it puts into college prep. This funding gap for career training is one of the main reasons so many contractors have a low opinion of the current pipeline for preparing new uh, craft and construction professionals. It's like they're asking, well, you're spending $6 on college. You should spend $6 on us. I mean, why do we continue to look to the government to be the answer to, I mean, there are so many problems, so many problems in America. America is still a great place to live. But the root of many of the challenges that we seem to have today is, in my opinion, uh, and I think in the opinion of many Americans overall, based on their confidence level and what's going on in government, is government. And yet, at every opportunity, we continue to turn around and look back to government to say, well, if only Uncle Sugar treated me as well as he treated somebody else down the street, we'd be okay. But again, $1 on career training. uh, technical and career training for every $6 it puts into college prep. Um, but there, it's, uh, it, th- this, again, just shows that overall there is a true, true problem as we move forward on this. Um, What was the other thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to this? There's so many different articles that I was scanning and reading through yesterday. And uh, I reached out to two or three different outlets that deal specifically with this trend uh, in the uh, the trades and the blue uh, the blue collar. Oh, uh, and the certificate programs. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about was the certificate program, but I'm out of time. So I guess I will. Uh, I guess we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Make sure you like and share, like and follow, do all the stuff that you want to do if you come on out and visit us on YouTube or Facebook. And return here in just a moment as we continue. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Mike Schauer going to be our guest at the top of the hour. Don't miss that. Back with more right after this.
0: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Learn a trade. It's fun. Yep. Um... Um, Germany provides free, even though it's socialism, Germany provides free university after the student provides two years of service to the hospital system or the military. We do the same thing here with the GI Bill, right? I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, Donna says it right there. Government subsidies always result in low quality and high cost. Um, yeah. Um... Uncle Sugar will pay for your education if he can sniff your hair. <laughs> uh, maybe kids should study radio studio design. Well, some people do, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what uh, I'm sure that's what's happening as some people do. Um all right. Let me go back over here to see what I was looking at, to see what What, if anything, has changed? Um, Will not be included in the output. Yes, that doesn't matter. That's all good. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'm a bit, uh, again, a bit confused as to what is going on with that. Let me change something else here. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what is... What is missing from this? What is... Okay, well, that's a mute output, so that's an echo. I don't want to do that. I want to mute that output. And how does that work? Don't know. Let me see. That's uh, cable A, and that is cable. Broadcaster, to Pro Main Stereo. Okay, that's all good. Okay, so I'm going to change me some cables here. Let me change some virtual cables. Did you know there was such a thing as virtual cables? They're not real cables. They're virtual. All right, let me go back over here. Change this virtual cable to another uh, virtual cable. That would be that one right there and that one right there. We hit OK. We're going to close it, and then we're going to reopen it because we're trying. We're trying here to make sure that you guys can have Huge music. Timothy Johnson over on Facebook or on YouTube says, "We're having a huge, uh, we're having a huge problem just keeping skilled workers up at Fort Knox. Most of our workers have only been here two years, and the older skilled workers are retiring early." I mean, that's uh, you know, somebody else said that they had heard that Fort Knox and other places were hiring, and that that would be a good place to try and go. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. Um, especially if they're willing to train you with on the job training and apprenticeship programs and things like that. And you don't have to go get a four year or a two year or three year, you know, whatever degree. Um, it's good. No, Terry says, don't do it. You might blow everything up. All right, guys, tell me, can you hear this music? That's the thing. That's the question. Can you hear that? It's just the mixing slide on your board. No, trust me, it's not just the mixing slide on my board. Um, It's one of those things. So, no, 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 you guys still can't hear it. Well, I'm a little disappointed, to say the least, uh, that you guys can't hear what's going on. Um, I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to have to think about this for a bit to see exactly what changed in the... uh, What changed in the downstream uh, mode of what we're doing here? Let me look at what else is going on. Um, That's custom. Um, How about that? Let's do that. Uh, No, let's not do that. Okay. All right. Well, that answers that question. Okay. Just put a radio in the background, says Harold. He obviously knows nothing about radio and feedback loops. But, you know, he's got an answer for everything. He's got an answer for everything. Uh, All right. How, How far are we? We're a minute away. We're a minute away right now. And this is bugging me now because, again, every you guys heard the music on Monday, right? It was just yesterday that it quit working. And I thought it was just going to require – it's one of those things that required a reboot, right, or something like that. Just a reboot. That's all it required. Um, open this mixer here to see what this says. And, okay, uh, cable. That's 100%. Okay. All right. Well, I'm trying, and, uh, but you're always on the clock, always on the clock trying to get things done. You just have to settle for my sexy voice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> apparently, I'm not a tech guy. <laughs> wow. That's probably one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard. Like, tech guys never have problem with tech. Like, because you're a tech guy, you could never have problem with tech. You're a genius, my friend. A genius. Public enema number one.
0: Oh wait, sorry. Uh, enemy. Public enemy number one, which uh, makes more sense. On the other hand, he's a little bit of a pain in the. uh Michael Duke show.
2: I am a pain in the something. I mean, that's you ask anybody who knows me. That's what it. That's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. Um, All right, welcome back to the Michael Duke Show. Open line, open form today. Where are you guys, man? You have not been holding up your end of the deal here. I I got the phone lines open, and nobody's bothered to call in. I just thought that was rude. I just thought that was rude. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear from you this morning. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And uh, to chit-chat with you and, uh, and let you know, uh, I don't know, just get, get, your, get, your, uh, get your input on what's happening out there in the world today. Some interesting comments um, from uh, Timothy uh, over on YouTube, who's watching on YouTube this morning. And he said uh, they were having a huge problem um, up at Fort Knox, up in Fairbanks. They're having a huge problem keeping skilled workers most of their workers have only been there two years, and the older skilled workers are retiring early. So there's about ready to be uh, a real challenge up there as they struggle to lose all that institutional knowledge. So it should be, uh, it, I mean, it's going to be an interesting time to say the least. But that's happening everywhere. That's um, that's happening everywhere right now, and it's uh, it's it's continuous. It's why one of the reasons why I think people like Mike Rowe, uh, who's the dirty jobs guy, right? He's got the Mike Rowe Foundation and everything else pushing career, uh, technical, blue collar jobs, that kind of stuff is uh, that's why that stuff is resonating. And hopefully it continues to uh, it continues to pick up because, man, uh, we're going to be you're going to be needing some of that stuff here in the near future. All right, let's go over to the phones and see what you guys have to say. I cajoled somebody into, I guilted somebody into actually calling in this morning. Let's see what they have to say and where they are and where they're calling from. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? I
3: prefer goaded. This is Jason from Fairbanks.
2: Hey, Jason, I'm glad you were (laughs) goaded into calling this morning. What's going on? What's on your mind today?
3: Well, mainly I, I, well, I wanted to listen to what you had to say first, and plus I didn't want—I don't want to become a chronic caller, as the late great Neil Rogers used to call certain callers who called every day. You know, but this subject—it's—it's it's an important one, and I, I have some experience with it too. I think one—one one thing that would help, strangely, would be to use its original name instead of technical education. It used to be called industrial arts education. Um, right. That, that 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 included not only trade schools, but also um, the the courses or or course series that were taught in high school. Because when people hear technical, they probably many of them automatically think, oh, it's all computers. And I'm not against computers, and they're they're certainly a part of industrial arts education. But it involves a lot of other things too, and a lot of other areas of knowledge beyond just knowing how to. Push the right buttons on the keyboard, you know. Right. And even S.T.S. Industries, the model rocket company, they have a book that uh, was printed originally in the 70s. You can get it online on their website on Industrial Arts Education and Model Rocketry, where they, because model rockets, they're not they're not toys. I mean, they're hobbyist they're hobbyist flying devices, but they're also educational devices too. And the book um, Industrial Arts Education and Model Rocketry shows how. Um, how they can be used to teach industrial arts education of things like quality control testing, um, batch sampling and things like that that are useful in just about every industry that involves making things, even electronics. And I've also seen another thing, even below that level, um, a lot of people uh, used to, and many still do, it's not talked about a lot, is uh, they do piecework for companies like for example Bell and Howell, who are still in business they and they still make movie projectors as well as you know the electronic ones what they do and when did many dec even decades ago is they would ship the parts out to people who are interested in participating you know a lot of them are farmers actually, and they would mold the casings for the movie cameras and the projectors and also they'd They'd assemble the mechanisms, and then they had a quality control card that they would check off. You know to make sure that each one they made, you know, met the company's quality requirements. And then they'd mail them back to the, to the company. They would assemble them and then sell them. And I think they still do that. In fact, a lot of companies in Asia still do that I'll give you a perfect example uh, there's a model kit of the I think Ravel makes it or a monogram of the Huey Cobra helicopter the uh1 I had one years ago and it had all kinds of electronic parts that made all the lights flash and everything and I noticed every one of the parts they were made all over Asia not only Japan and China but also Hong Kong and Malaysia and my, and they were each individually bagged with a little decal on it saying where it was made where it was made my father said you know a lot of those were made in people's homes and I said really he said yeah he said he said they get the you know they they can use their own stove to mold the plastic to injection mold the you know, the LED, the the clear plastic cases for them. Same thing for transistors and and resistors and things like that. And they have a little piece of test equipment. All you need is a battery, really, and a meter or a light bulb that will show that it's working. And then they just ship them back to the model-making company and then ships them back, you know, the consolidator who ships them back to Ravel or Monogram, and they assemble them and the plastic parts into the complete helicopter model kit. And there are industrial, a lot of industrial and consumer electronics that are made that way too.
2: I I think I find it fascinating, quite honestly, that uh, all You're the there? different. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I find it fascinating all the different uh, uh, options that are available for folks out there. But I agree with you that a simple change in the verbiage, you know, sometimes saying something as simple as industrial arts um, instead of. Um, technical education or votech or, you know, all the, the buzzwords, maybe that, like you said, maybe somebody's turned off by the idea of it being technical. Maybe they want to work with their hands and the technical aspect scares them. Uh, maybe somebody who has got a more artistic side and wants to work with their hands would be interested in the, again, the, the whole, um, uh, the whole idea of industrial arts. Sometimes it is just a verbiage change. Maybe it's just an educational change. Maybe if we stopped looking down on all of these different, um, if we stopped looking down on uh, on all of the vocational tech as we did for years, maybe that would help change some of the mindset. And I think that's I think that's coming about. I mean, that's what some of these th- these numbers and statistics are showing that more and more people are discovering or thinking maybe four years of college isn't uh, isn't for them.
3: And that's another term we could we could use too that they used when I was in college. I only have a two-year associate's degree, as it's called. It's not a BS, you know, a bachelor's degree. It's an AS, associate's degree in engineering science, and it involved and it also mixed in with it <clears throat> were were the court were the courses for a liberal arts degree. And I didn't like having to take those courses at the time, but I, I'm glad now that I took them because they teach also about people, about how society works and how people think, especially people who are not of a technical nature like I am because there are a lot of things in industrial art, like you were talking about an artistic person, um, uh, um, commercial artwork is very important, like for doing the artwork for uh, for instruction manuals and things like that, and for advertisements, so it all it all kind right. of fits together in an interlocking way. Yeah, line
2: art and all that kind of stuff, illustration. I mean, a lot of that stuff is important. So, um, all right. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue on here. Thank you, uh, Jason, for your call. I appreciate uh, um, appreciate you calling in and be a part of it today. And you make some valid points. Don't worry about becoming a chronic caller because it's always interesting. So I appreciate it.
3: Okay. And one more thing I'll send you, I have not forgotten, I'll send you the information on those older school books I know of. It's just that my lymphedema is flaring up and it hurts hurts terribly, but I've been keeping the information. You could even have them printed in India. There are Indian publishers that will do them with hand-tooled leather covers for 19.95 for one. If you ordered, say, $50, i am sure they'd offer you a good discount. For you them. bet. And these are the older school books I used that, contain good information
2: all right well thank you so much jason i appreciate you uh, calling in and being part of it today uh all right uh we're coming up uh we're coming up on the top of the hour here uh still dealing with these technical issues on the other side everybody on the radio uh heard it loud and clear uh everybody uh, on the simulcast not so much so we're working on that Uh, you can always go back and listen to the podcast the podcast is hearing all of this so the recording is all doing well So just in case you were wondering, you can always go back to the podcast and listen to what you missed. All right. uh, We're going to continue here. The Michael Duke show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Uh, Hour two, Mike Shower will be joining us for the Shower Hour of Power. What are we going to talk about? I don't know yet. It'll be something good. I'm sure it'll be something real good. We'll continue here in just a moment back with more right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. just keep saying whistle you realize you moron that if i say something it goes out over the radio as well as just on the internet right you're just gonna have to be patient (laughs) just whistle sure i'm sure everybody on the radio would love that that'll be just fine don't worry about that um all right yeah i I got you guys to hear jason for a second i was changing some settings in the background but it's not a permanent setting because then you wouldn't hear me You'd only hear him. I don't, again, I don't know exactly what happened when, um, why all of a sudden everything just changed around. Um, I'm going over here. They're looking at this. Um, yep, that's right. Everything's setting right. I mean, no, none of the settings have changed. That's what I've been checking all morning is that, uh. Like I said, sometimes something like this happens and just a full reboot of the computer, you know, something in the background that you can't see or can't control got, got jiggled around. And, uh, all right, let me close this right here. Um, uh, let's do this here. Let's do that. And I'm gonna disable that. And we'll try that. Um, is that? Is this the problem I don't know we see what this says. okay okay <clears throat> you guys hear that yes or no just out of curiosity all right so you guys will let me know if you can hear that music or not no time for music okay Time for a new thingamajig. I wish there was a new thingamajig. I wish I had a new thingamajig. Alright, I'm going to close all that. Alright, let's uh, check everything else here. Um... If you don't fix it, you're going to... I mean, yeah, because you can't do the show without music. Absolutely, Harold. I'm sure, you know, I'm not going to get it fixed. Unfortunately, you're going to have to go back to work. That's just the unfortunate part. You're just, you're just going to have to go back to work. You're hearing it now because I'm playing out of my phone. So let me get Shower on the line. Yeah, you can hear that music because it's coming out of a different source. I have a source problem. That's my problem. I have a source problem. Hello? Good morning. How are you, my friend? I am fine. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. It's more convincing when I say it. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's a lot more convincing when I say it.
1: That's because you've been up for a while.
2: Yes. Well, Raging. it's I'm only I'm blood only blood pressures up. The blood pressure's up. The things are going. The stress is high. Yeah, I'm having a problem with my uh, I'm having a problem with my uh, audio on uh, a couple things here. So I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. Um. So I'm making sure that 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 that's all good. That's all good. Okay. All right. Um. So, uh, how's how's life, Mister Dozer? What's going on in what's going on in your world?
1: Oh, um, well, nothing really with the legislature per se. It's pretty quiet there. Obviously, I mean, you know, once uh once the Senate majority decided to violate the Constitution with the budget and move on, I think everybody wanted to get out as fast they could. So, I haven't seen much action on that part. Um, FedEx is pretty quiet. Uh, so, just really pretty calm summer generally for me personally just actually having a little bit of fun for the first time in a couple of years a little fishing a little this little that a lot of yard work but it's been a relative compared to last year it's been a pretty relaxing summer
2: it's been a good summer you're 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 a happy you're a happy man so i guess that's yeah that's that's all that matters it's it's
1: not been bad other than the rain the the lack of an actual summer uh, the rain and the temperatures—it's actually, but it's been a good summer. Yeah, yeah, no, no
2: I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, the the summer, although we've complained about it uh, a bit, has actually not been too bad. I mean, it hasn't been too rainy. It's been rainy. It's been cool. We haven't seen a lot of the hot weather. But in the in the in the in the overall, it's pretty darn. It's still better than snow, I guess, is what I keep wanting to say it's still better oh. <clears> than, than yeah. snow time
1: i don't disagree with that at all And michelle and i were talking about this like you know people got so spoiled in the 2000s when it got warm for a while and then you know it's kind of been back and forth the last however many years but the 90s we remember it being like this pretty much every year back then it was different so yeah. this is not that abnormal to have a summer like this when we had years of these kind of cooler rainy summers from what we remember anyways
2: yeah yeah, I don't know exactly. Well, again, all I could say is I'm just glad that it's not snowing. That's that's my positive. That's my positive note for the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, it's at least it's not snowing. That's my that's my positivity note for the day. All right. Uh, well, Mike Shower, which I actually actually have to spell the name with a correct without the i. All right, Mike Shower is uh, our guest here. We're about to jump back into it. He's going to slowly warm up here as he wakes up. He's going to slowly get, you know, get together and we're going to uh, jump back into it. So hold the line, my friend. We'll be right back to you. The Michael Duke show, uh, common sense, liberty-based free thinking radio, like and share, like and follow. I only need 42 more people to sign up, uh, subscribe on YouTube to hit, uh, the partner status. So if you haven't, subscribed and followed my youtube channel now's the time to do it all right here we go jumping back into it the michael duke show back with more in a second
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
2: Around the world on the Internet at show.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Welcome back to the program. It is The Michael Dukes Show, hour two of this fabulous hump day. Fabulous. Fabu- I mean, it's a little rainy. It's a little cool. But as I just told our guest, uh, State Senator Mike Schauer, at least it's not snowing which is, uh, I guess, a positive way to look at it. Mike Schauer, state senator from District O, joins us uh, on the program right now to talk about this and that and the other thing. Good morning, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm more awake than I was five minutes ago.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing <laughs> like nothing like having to roll out of bed to pick up that phone and go, hello. Um, it's, uh, it's all good. I'm sorry to interrupt your beauty sleep because boy do you need it. I mean um it's, oh, uh, you're it's not it, I mean he- hello hello. Um all right my friend well it's been a while it's been oh, about a month now since we talked last and uh, the session's over we're in the interim <laughs> we were waiting for things to happen nothing's going on we you know it's got again a real I was just talking about it earlier real quiet news day really nothing's nothing's happening so first and foremost i guess Fill us in on what you've been doing. How you feeling? How's the how's the recuperation going? Uh before we get into the mind-numbing politics of the situation.
1: <laughs> uh good, family-wise. I, you know, last year we talked about that, you know, many times. You know, I had the campaign, I was upgrading, you know, to Captain of FedEx. And it was a busy, busy time for that, you know, four, five or six months there, just kind of swamped. And this is almost the, you know, diametrically opposed. Now I don't have that. My Republican colleagues, I had no, um, really nothing to do, you know? So it's kind of funny when I see some of the trolls, like in Facebook, you should be there. I'm like, to do what? Right. I don't have anything to do there other than sit around. Um, You know, I was watching different uh, committees on, you know, online, just, paying attention to them, because what else can you do? I mean, I went to a few to testify, but didn't have anything to do, thanks to my colleagues. So um, it was actually pretty boring until we got towards the end of the session, where, you know, started kind of running around, to figure out what was going to happen with the budget and the PFD and all those kinds of things. So it was pretty calm even then. So relatively compared to the last few years, the last, you know, few months in general have been just really, you know, pretty cush. So there's nothing going on legislatively. I mean, and you said it yourself, it's quiet. Um, you know, the summer's pretty quiet. There's nothing. Just right now, we're kind of like in the calm period, right? Uh, so not a lot going on. Pretty quiet. I mean, I'm gardening at home and taking care of the yard, doing those kinds of things, a little, little, little of this, a little of that. But really, Mike, I mean, right now, from that perspective, life is calm. I'm just... No special sessions, as I predicted, there probably wouldn't be. Right. Um, nobody's, nobody in this, especially in this Senate majority, is going to do anything about a comprehensive fiscal plan. They don't want it. So that's not going to happen. Um, you'd call a special session all day long and, and, and watch nothing. So why waste another, you know, $9,000 of tax free per diem, you know, per whoever? to go sit back there and, and accomplish nothing. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think there's any stomach for a special session for the legislature calling itself back into it. Um, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't uh, vote to do it. So I don't know that much is going to happen from now until next January. And then even then, you know, other than bills to, you know, start spending lots more money, uh, I don't know what's going to happen out of the Senate that's good. I, again, no, no moving out of, of fiscal plan um I mean, you can see that based on who's in charge so i just i just don't see much anything from now until next november mike that's gonna have any movement or anything you know long lasting you know affecting the state in uh, a positive trend so it's pretty pretty vanilla really from that perspective pretty so, vanilla uh yeah. do
2: you have any i mean i guess you know, again, it's not like this is a bad thing that this is what's going on and it got real quiet. I mean, I guess that gives us all a chance to let our hair down and relax and, and, and like I said, recuperate a little bit. Um, are you uh, – I mean, do you putting together a battle plan for the coming session? Because, I mean, again, I and I say battle plan because, you know, let's face it. We all know it's going to be a battle of one way or the other. But, I mean, are, are you – you know, are you are you putting together some kind of plan for the things you want to hit on again? Is this all contingent on what happens? Does the majority hold together? Does it change? I mean, it, does anything else go on. Or are you just kind of expecting another year of the same kind of uh, go along to get along? Uh, you know, you guys are in the corner and everybody else is getting their piece of the pie and you guys get nothing kind of thing.
1: I, I would expect that more than anything else, Mike. I mean, you have some very vindictive personalities. We've seen that over the last year. Um, I don't think you're going to see much change out of that. Um, people have their little positions of power. The Democrats certainly aren't going to give it up. You know, the uh, the nine of them, you know, achieved majority control of the Senate when there's more Republicans. So they're certainly not going to be interested in giving anything up. So... You know, the Republicans, you know, a couple of them are going to have to become very apologetic when they get into the campaign season next year for what happened. But whatever. People tend to seem to forget these things. Oh, well, you know, it's fine. I won't, I won't do it again. I promise. So um, I don't see where there's going to be a lot of change between now and then. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch a few of the the campaign seasons based on who may throw their name into the hat and how some of the Republicans have acted, Um, I will be really paying attention to how the the Republican Party of Alaska responds um, to this, right? Because um, how the Republican Party is going to support and probably, like they have in the past, give money to Republicans that gave Democrat control to the Senate, is beyond my comprehension, but I would anticipate knowing how this has played out in the past, that's going to happen. So I would imagine that's going to be an interesting time and in battle. Um so that's one thing. So yeah, I don't predict they're going to fall apart. It could, but I don't think so. Everybody's pretty ensconced in their positions and their power and what they've got. Um they'll have their reasons why they did what they did, right? Um, there will be promises made again, you know, next campaign season as you go into it. Um, and we'll see how the Republican Party um, handles what happened uh, because I didn't see much out of the Republican Party as far as uh, being too upset, um, you know, that the Democrats have control of the Senate. So, um, and I've had conversations with some Republican Party officials and, well, you know, that's just the way it is. Okay. So, um, wait, that's just the way it is. Some things uh, will never change. I'm, I'm I mean, summarizing. What? I'm summarizing, Mike, you know, conversations that, well, you know, let's just, you know, we don't really get involved in that. I'm like, well, I'm not really sure what good a party is if it's not gonna hold its members accountable to the party's, you know, principles and allow Democrats to gain control. Long stories, you know, and, 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 and just kind of paraphrasing, you know, the response or lack thereof, as you saw, you know, when the Republicans did that last November and then, frankly, Mike, it was long before November. They were scheming this all last summer. So we know that we had enough intel from people. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, they did what they did and they'll do it again if they're given the chance. So um, as we've seen, this is power over principle. This is going to happen with people. So um, I don't anticipate a lot of changes. What will be interesting to watch and not in a good way will be what happens with some of the bills, like the defined benefit plan being pushed by a certain Senator um, and others, um, like a increase permanent to the BSA of a quarter of a billion dollars. Um, There are a number of bills, Mike, that will break us in the long run and guarantee the PFD is gone, number one, and guarantee that here before too, too long, we're gonna have taxes one way or the other, number two. This argument about, well, you know, we don't want a tax to pay the PFD is is pretty much irrelevant because what they're not telling you is based on the spending rate of increase, um, we're gonna be there anyways. Like I've said many times in this program and other places, trying to get people to understand it is that if you look at contract increases right now, you know, we're about 125-ish million a year increase every year, doing nothing else. They're just happening. So every 5 years we're well over half a billion dollars in new spending that's before any bills, any defined benefit, any um BSA increase anything else. You get the uh the vaunted defined benefit plan, you get a increase to the BSA as proposed. Mike, you're looking at over half a billion dollars like right now next year. Not including right. the other one. So not five years from now,
2: not including the long term costs of these things. I mean, right. I mean, that was even Bert Stedman was hesitant when he looked at the the numbers that were coming up about the defined benefits program uh, saying, you know, the long term on this is not is not good. I mean, even he, I guess, was not uh, uh, ambitious enough to try and swallow that pill.
1: Well, he joined with those people. So that's on him, not me. I didn't do that. They did it. You know, they gave those people power. So too bad. Don't don't complain about who you're dealing with and the cost of it because you knew what they were up to. So, I, you know, you look at those numbers Mike, and I can go, that's over half a billion dollars, um, you know, per year. And, and much, much more than that when you kind of put these things together. So, you know, I read a thing from Alaska Policy Forum a couple of days ago, a little bit, a little bit confusing, called some, talked to them a little bit about the, oh, well, this is a this is a responsible budget well no we didn't say it's a good budget so there's a little bit of word parsing there but they don't agree with the budget they were trying to say that well you know it's under the cap we have i said well yeah but that doesn't mean one the process is good because the process is broken mike like i've made the contention i i believe and i wish some citizens would do it that they you know, they should sue the senate majority for violating the constitution because they did not follow the constitutional process for creating um, and passing that budget because they never passed the capital budget to the House. So that, that's about as clear a violation as you can get as far as I'm concerned. And everybody just seems to go, ah, eh, you know, hey, nothing to see here, move along. These aren't the drones you're looking for. So, <clears throat> you know, but it wasn't below their number that the policy form had put out until the governor vetoed what he did. So even then that budget was above their own you know, cap that they had thrown out as just a number. And people are still saying that, well, you know, it's a responsible budget. First of all, um, in, in that the governor's draconian cuts, right? Here we go again with the, the governor's cutting the budget. Nobody's going to pick up the phone right, from right. the Department of Public Safety when you right. call and all the teachers are going to get pink slipped. Um, Mike, got news this for you. The governor only vetoed some of the increases to the budget. He didn't veto spending. We're up, brother. We caught up all that ground. They said, well, you know, those budgets are pretty flat since '26. We've caught up to all of that. And we're moving beyond again. So throttles pushed up, here we go. So we're back to, you know, high spending and only accelerating, which means the PFD battle, Mike, at least I mean, we're up we've all got battle fatigue, right? But the PFD is, as far as I can see, dude, it's gone. They don't even right. care anymore. They're not even I mean, people aren't even pretending in the legislature to act like they care about it. I mean, look what happened with some of the Democrats that, you know, have been vaunted PFD supporters. Now that they're in the majority, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to vote for the $1,300 PFD. And yeah, you know, it's pretty much, um, yeah, I didn't mean it. <laughs> so, like, even right, the, right. the Democrat votes we have counted on in the past that said they support the PFD. Well, you know, they're not going to vote against government spending, right? And they didn't. So there was exactly three of us, you know, that voted out of a, a 20. Um, against the budget, mostly for the process, but the PFD was part of it because we haven't solved the problem. We haven't produced a comprehensive fiscal plan, which the House is prepared and ready to do. And the Senate majority has said very clearly they're not going to do it. So they're not going to pass a comprehensive fiscal plan. They're looking at massive spending increases. They're not going to follow the Constitution, apparently, when it comes to the process. And other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I don't know what to tell
2: you, bro. <laughs> Other than that, so. how was the play? All right, well, hold the line, Mike. Uh, we're going to continue here. The Michael Duke Show continues. We've got more coming up. Uh, common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. We'll continue with State Senator Mike Schauer here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Back with more right after this.
0: to by more staffers in Juno than any other show because their bosses told them to and after what they just heard oh man they're going to be best.
1: you're a bad bad
0: man the michael duke show
2: okay <clears throat> state senator mike shower our guest here on the program uh quick question did you guys hear any of that music or outro stuff at all Huh? I'm, I'm asking for oh. not not you, Mike. Gotcha. I'm asking the listeners. <laughs> I, I'm trying to bypass a bunch of stuff here and making sure that it works. I'm playing the music in the bumper beds right now. They're still not hearing it. Something mm. is fun. Something is not right, says Miss Clavel. Uh, something you have is... been hacked. I've been. I don't know. It's one of those things where you know everything was working perfectly, and. Um, everything was working fine. I don't think Mike, can you even hear the music when I play
1: the music? Yeah. It sounds normal to me. It sounds everything normal
2: to is. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I'm going to have to tear this whole thing around. And uh, I mean, I'm trying to bypass it and do everything else. Something is broken. I don't know exactly what, but something broke. Uh, anyway, um, you know, <laughs> Mike, some people might ask after, you know, the whole thing and you basically saying, you know, kind of, You know, to paraphrase Hillary Clinton, what difference does it make? I mean, if you go down there and you basically get stuck in a corner and and do nothing, I mean, you know, some people might go, how do you? I mean, how do you continue to, how do you continue to try and fight the fight when basically nothing is working, and you and you have no leverage and no power and things like that? I mean, what you know, what a How do you face that? I mean, to me, that would be the ultimate in frustration. Um, So how do you face that?
1: Well, I mean, of course it's frustrating, Mike, because I want to see progress. I want to see a comprehensive fiscal plan. I want to see the state rein in its spending and not spend more than it takes in. I want to see good bills done, you know, finish up, you know, the repeal of SB 91 and some criminal justice things that need to be done. I want to see not only a comprehensive energy, you know, fiscal plan, but an energy plan. I want to see us, you know, start getting to the point where we build things again. I want to start digging you know i want to start drilling i want to start logging i want to start building you know dams refineries there's so much stuff that this state has potential to do and i want to see that for my kids and my grandkids mike i don't as i said before i don't need this i'm in this because it's important for our future you know michelle and i've had our shot at it kind of you know we've had this conversation offline talking this is for our kids and our grandkids it's not for us and so Is it worth fighting for? Yes. Is it frustrating? Absolutely. Am I going to give up the ghost for that? No, I'm not. Because politics changed, right? I mean, this is how it is now. Next November, it might be something different. I mean, I've got good allies in the House. The House has held the line in a lot of things. And I've got really good relationships. And I've never treated the House like crap, like a lot of Senate majority members have, especially the older ones, and screwed them over. So got very good relationships there by comparison. Got a good relationship with the governor. Governor has done some vetoes and some of those we asked for, you know, so, you know, it's like all things, Mike, you got to take it in, in total, you know, your team may, may not be great. Um, you know, but maybe you've got a good player here and you've got a good thing over, you know, so you, you fight the battle where you can with what resources you have as Donald Rumsfeld said, you go to war with the army, you have not the army you want. So um, it's just one of those, you know, plus we made promises, Mike, I mean, people supported us. They, they, got us re- you know, reelected and they want us to go down there and, and hold the line on principles. So we can do that. But, you know, if you're outnumbered and, and people sell their soul for power, you know, into a bigger major, a super majority, that's the way it goes. You can't control that. Sometimes there shouldn't be one, you know, there should be four or five of them that have no reason to do what they did, but that's what happens. That's politics. So, right. um, you know, but I mean, Mike, if we didn't have the governorship right now or the house folded into a, you know, another supermajority with ours, you know, crossing the line with the D's, um, then you could have given up on any of the stuff, you know, that we talked about, at least, you know, some vetoes on some budget increases, at least, you know, defined benefits and other stuff not going through right now that we can't afford. Um, there'd be no hope of a, you know, comprehensive fiscal plan. So it, it could be, it could be worse, like you said, with the weather could be worse it could be it could be worse we're not sure how
2: but we know that it could be worse so we're we don't we don't want to imagine all those different things all right mike shower our guest uh the michael duke show continues uh we've got uh we've got more coming up uh here with him and i don't know we're, we'll we'll kind of plan out uh for what the next you know what he may be focusing on the next session and then we'll continue Uh, with just some chitter-chatter. It's all directly ahead The Michael Duke Show. Here we go.
0: The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio.
3: Whew.
0: I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and
2: the show. Yep. Uh, The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy, nor do I play one on TV. Because, I mean, why? Uh, I got real life to contend with. I don't need to mess with all that stuff. Mike Schauer is our guest here on the big radio program. We're ready to talk with him and continue our discussion. We were just chatting about this last session. And uh, I think I just asked, and I, I, I'm going to I'm going to repeat it because I just asked what I thought was a good question. And, and Mike had a really good answer. And that was, you know, Mike, you go down there, you say you guys are being you know, you're put in a corner, you're ineffective, you're uh, you know, you, 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 you don't have much power. You're basically on the sidelines, you know, put in the dunce chair, so to speak. Uh, you know, how do you keep doing it? And uh, you 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 gave us a great answer as to why you keep going back and why
1: you keep fighting. I'll do it again. So I'll do my best to repeat those things. So, you know, it is, it's politics, right? That's, that's the bottom line. It's just politics. But as I said, Mike, and, and you know, we've talked about it many times, I don't need this, right? This is for our kids and our grandkids. Um, I was going to ask you if you had ever read any books about George Washington and how the fight for this nation went, you know, when it started, there were some very dark days. And Many times he could have easily given up, except he would pray. And he's like, you know, I believe this is my duty, you know, and he would continue to fight. But, you know, when you look at how those battles went today, I don't know that there would be a United States of America because, you know, it was so hard on them. And these were many of them were not professional soldiers. Remember, these were like farmers and preachers and people that, you know, just, you know, they had no uniforms. They had no support, no money. They were completely bankrupt, you know, when the Revolutionary War was over. But yet they never gave up on the idea, right? And so I look at the same thing, Mike, and I go, yes, are we frustrated? Of course. Um, are we, you know, marginalized right now? You know, absolutely we are. But can we give up? You know, if we're, you know, when Pearl Harbor hit, we know that the nation didn't give up and say, oh, I guess that's it. Just give the Japanese what they want. Let's move on. You know, they're like, no, it's time to fight. So we're fighting for principles, Mike. We're fighting for ideas. I still you know, when you think about it, you know, there is no comprehensive energy plan. There is no comprehensive fiscal plan. I want to see us start building things, mining, drilling, logging, build refineries, dams, roads, bridges, ports. There is so much potential in this state, Mike. And, and you know, while you and I have had these offline discussions about nothing, you know, we don't need the frustration because it is. And I'd rather just enjoy life. Um It is worth fighting the battle for our kids and our grandkids because I don't think we can just give up. And if you look at the trends of where this is going, I mean, they want to turn Alaska into a national park. They want to turn Alaska blue and have the entire left coast, you know, under their thumb. And I'm not willing to give up on that. And just because a few Republicans are willing to, you know, throw their names in with the Democrats for a seat of power for a short time doesn't mean you can you know, as the saying goes, you might lose a battle. Doesn't mean you lost the war go back to Vietnam, you know, that one when the American colonel and the the Vietnamese colonel was standing there as they were doing the prisoner swap, you know, after the war was over on the tarmac, waiting to put the U.S. POWs on the plane, you know, the American colonel looks at him, he says, you know, we never lost a battle. And the, the Vietnamese colonel said, yeah, but you lost the war. So, you know, you have to, you know, take things on the whole and go, what's at stake? What's at stake is the future of a vibrant state that our kids and grandkids want to live in that, you know, has an economy and a private sector, not just dominated by the public sector. Because right now, Mike, that's the path we're on. Right now, the public sector is going to be it in this state. Right. I mean, that is the dominant force as it is right now. This is a union controlled state. This is a public sector controlled state. Um, So, you know, what do you want to see moving forward? In years ahead and just because a few people gave up the principles um, doesn't mean that everything will be that way next november so you know part of the focus like i said is i still have the you know a good relationship with the governor who helped on vetoes and some other things and and working on stuff we still have really good relationship with members of the house because i've never treated them like crap like some members may have in the senate and manipulated and coerced and twisted their arms so um, and that held a line on a lot of things, Mike, that could have been far worse. So as we said at the end of it, it's like, well, it could be worse, you know? So, um, right. you, you take your victories where you can. And sometimes, you know, um, the battlefield looks pretty bleak, but did you ever read the book Midway? Uh,
2: I did not that read, one, the battle of Midway. i I know of the battle of Midway, but I, I did not read the book.
1: No. So it's just, it's another thing of providence. Mike, you look at that by all courses. If you know anything about the battle of Midway, the U S should have lost that. Japanese fleet was massive, had us overwhelmed, they should have invaded Midway and, and destroyed the U.S. carrier fleet. And it would have been, you know, the war probably would have ended up the same eventually, but it would have been a massive setback like Pearl Harbor. And literally one Japanese destroyer that had, I think it was back looking for people or whatever, um, had an oil slick and it was racing to catch up to the Japanese fleet. All of the U.S., you know, um, had launched, the carriers had launched pretty much all their airplanes their um torpedo bombers which were down, you know, on the surface, and the dive bombers which were up higher, fifteen, eighteen thousand feet. And they saw the oil slick and then saw the Japanese destroyer and they followed it because they were running out of fuel. And they're like, we'll follow that and we'll go. Well the, all of the torpedo bombers dived down and they found the fleet and they went in and dropped all the missed every single one. They didn't hit a thing. All of them pretty much all of them got shot down. It had pulled down all of the Japanese fighter cover to chase those torpedo bombers. They were trying to get them back in the meantime The dive bombers came in at the same time. And if you may remember, I think, I believe they sunk three of the They might have sunk all four carriers that the Japanese had turned the tide of everything. And um, we only really kind of lost one carrier out of that. It was just this major thing. But you look and go, Mike, by all all odds, we should have lost that battle. Changes to the war significantly. But one little thing, right? And they didn't give up hope and they kept fighting. So. You know, I go back to a lot of battle things. You know, i talking about George Washington and other things because I think sometimes you're almost at that point in history. You know, do you give up and never know how it could have been or do you keep fighting the battle because people need us to? Our kids and grandkids need us to. You know, people have put faith in us, that reelected us and voted for us to say, go down there and fight the battle. So I can't quit because of that. Um, but, you know, when, when certain politicians um, are willing to, uh, you know, sell their soul, for a temporary time, sometimes this is how it goes, right? I mean, you know, you've been in politics yourself. Um, It doesn't always go the way you want it to. So, you know, we'll work with who's available, the governor of the house, we'll work on, you know, who's gonna be um, running for office next year, and see how those go, we'll see what next November looks like and we'll reassess, you know, where the battle goes. And during that time, there are some options with some members, I'm not gonna say what those are right now, that looking at, that can make some people very nervous. As far as looking at some government programs and things that need to happen, um, you know, I'm still frustrated on election stuff. Right? It was taken over by a Democrat, thanks to the Republicans in the Senate that joined in a supermajority. So instead of having us continue to fight that battle, you know, now we've got a Democrat pushing the Democrat side of things. That's um, why we had to shut. You know, really, in, in essence, it's kind of why we had to shut it down again with the House members because it wasn't going in a, in a overly positive direction. Um, I, I still, we're still an Eric. I still haven't seen the Shabaka report. I mean, there's a lot of things, Mike, that right, right. you can be pretty frustrated with and say, ah, I it? I'm just done. Yeah. Well, who's gonna take the reins if I'm not there and do that stuff? So
2: Well I don't know. It's, what
1: you yeah, it's
2: frustrating to uh, it's frustrating to watch, but uh, and frustrating, more frustrating, I'm sure, to live through. But again, as we often say on the program, you can't grow weary and well doing. Um, you gotta keep you gotta keep fighting the fight. And uh, just when it looks bleakest, you know, that's, I guess, when we need to pull a little harder. What does this mean for the uh, upcoming session? What, I mean, all this, um, uh, you know, with the three of you still kind of on the outside, assuming that uh, that the organization holds the way that it is right now, what does this mean? For the coming session what what do you what do you what do you see happening can you walk us through that can you give us any idea what you guys will be fighting for or anything that you can do i don't want you to give away strategies or anything but just kind of a a preview so to speak
1: well i think the biggest battles you're going to see or and this is quite interesting because now you have seen members of the senate really throw a lot of members in the house under the bus Mike. when they left there were house members and some of them have been around a while that are very angry about how this went out. So you talk about, you know, they continue to talk about how, you know, well, you know, Shelley and shower, you know, they just were, you know, just terrible people and, you know, just really not nice. And I'm like, have you seen the personalities of some of the people in the Senate majority? Were the bad ones really? I don't think so. And if you look at how they treated the house majority and worked with the house minority to throw the house majority under the bus, you talk about how they've treated people, Mike. Who's treated who poorly and thrown some people under the bus and pissed them off? I mean, the the Senate majority, certain members have really, really angered the House majority. I can tell you this, which is going to be fascinating to watch the budget. If you think the capital budget is going to leave the House before they get the operating budget next session, <laughs> you'd be, yeah, I got a beachfront property in Arizona. They ain't going right. to fall for that trick again. Because it swaps, they, they, they right? Because... they yeah, because it's, it swaps this yeah.
2: year. This year, the House had the operating budget to begin with. Next session, next half of the session, They it swaps, and it has the other way around. But it's the same kind of thing. One body has one budget, the other body has the other, Uh-oh. and they're supposed to come together.
1: So you think the House is going to listen to the uh, Senate finance table this time and say, no, 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 trust us. You'll get it on the last day, <laughs> and and it'll be a turducken that we promise you're not going you know, to do. We're going to shove all this in there, and you're going to take it or leave it. So the house is probably going to be playing a bit of a different game. Would be my guess um, this time around. So that's going to be fascinating to watch from the sidelines. Um, it's going to be fascinating, and hopefully, you know, not not an end result that is you know horrifying. Um, to see what happens with some of these bills on like the BSA and defined benefits, because you know you got a hardcore leftist who's been calling you know a bunch of us terrorists. Um, you know, pushing the BSA bill um parents and, and other legislators and you got one that says they were conservative that's pushing a defined benefit um not you know, just both.
2: not just terrorists mike you guys have been accused of being akin to the kkk burning crosses on the lawn i mean that was like
1: what yeah and you know how does you notice how nobody says anything it's like not a peep yeah i mean not a peep yeah, from the nobody, adn or the front yeah, nobody Juno makes no, no they nothing. actually they actually quoted her
2: on it and then didn't even say anything about really I mean, you're acquitting them to the KKK.
1: Could, I mean, could could you imagine if I said that, if I said that about parents in the state or I said this about leftists in the state or Democrats or if I said it about other legislators, what they would say and do if I had said that other legislators and parents that are involved in whatever particular topic were t- this kind of terrorism or said this is akin to burning crosses? On, can you imagine, Mike, if we talked about that? what that would be on landmine and on all of the you know the midnight subway it would be everywhere blasted i mean but this is the kind of stuff that's come out i mean we were accused of wanting to cut education when we asked for accountability early on in the session right this is the kind of language we're seeing though mike you have to understand the battlefield we have people that are willing to throw those things down in a very complicit press that says nothing where was the press asking the really hard questions when the Senate did what it did with the budget? right? They should have been looking at like, go oh, guys, this is not constitutional. what are you doing? But the press just said you know a few things here and there, nothing big kind of you know because they don't want to lose access, right? you you don't want to lose that access to this so i
2: I guess i mean i I thought it was supposed to be responsible journalism and holding everybody accountable but apparently only the people that you want to hold accountable i guess is the answer there yes
1: uh all right so the press is not helping
2: mike shower uh our guest today uh we got one final segment coming up and we're going to um we're gonna. We're just gonna let. We're just gonna free reign it. I was. Intre- I'm listening. I was. The Battle of Midway discussion was fascinating. I, we should talk more about that. I. You know, I don't know. So many different uh, things that we could talk about that de- don't necessarily have to do with politics. So maybe we'll pick that up with Mike Shower. We'll give him a little bit of free reign on the other side here. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. Liberty based free thinking radio like and share uh, and like and follow if you're out on the uh, interwebs if you haven't come out and joined us out there yet we got uh, we got a lot of fun stuff happening in the chat room come join us there facebook.com slash Michael Duke show we're going to be back with more right after this
0: on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke show.
2: Are you kidding me? You guys are now hearing the music? That <laughs> I mean, all I did was set everything back to what I had set it for before and now it all works again. Jeez, Mary and Joseph, it is uh, pure beard power, says Chris. Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't. I do not know. All I did was I tried to bypass everything in the last segment, and then I put everything back the way it was. And ugh, my head is gonna explode, man. Just explode. Um. All right, Mike. Well, uh, we probably beat that horse to death, and there's probably nothing left to discuss as far as. The upcoming session and uh and everything else uh so anyway what have you been up to what how you been you know what have you been doing you explored it joined anything and are you loving it i mean what uh what's what's going on in the off season here
1: well i mean you know not to go back to the politics of it i'm talking to a few members of some things that may happen on you know some some stuff so we'll see how that goes but those are all you know still behind closed doors trying to Figure out things that can happen. So there's a little bit, you know, it's not like you just stop working, right? I mean, still going to community councils and assembly meetings, and, you know, there's still some constituent things that pop up. So still doing stuff, like going to the Matsu Health Foundation and watch a bunch of conservatives show up and all of a sudden they get real nervous. I'm like, that was interesting. That's fascinating. Did that about a month ago. I'm like, they're used to owning the roost on that one. And all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing the Matsu Health Foundation, you're going, Why are they involved in the braided river renaming thing or in this thing or that thing? You guys got your fingers in a lot of pies. So, you know, some stuff like that, just kind of, you know, finger on the pulse. Okay, so wait a second, wait a a second,
2: but roll this back here. Tell, tell us the story here. What, so a meeting and the Matsu help, what, give me, give me the, give me the details here.
1: So the Matsu Health Foundation, right, they get a lot of money and, and, they do, and they do some good work. I mean, it's not all, you know, it's not all like, you know, under the table, but they've also, you know, it's a it's pretty left-leaning organization as you kind of dig into it. And they've got their fingers in a lot of stuff um, on some school curriculum things going on, on, you know, like renaming the, you know, um, the river to the Braided River Festival in Palmer, you know, instead of the, you know, the colony days. I mean, just... They've got their fingers in a lot of different stuff, and so a while back there was some people going. I, one of the ladies in our neighborhood, not sociopolitics, she's like, "Hey, you need to go to the Matthew Health Foundation, you know, the yearly meeting and become a member because they're doing bad stuff in in our community." Blah blah. blah like, huh. well, I mean, I know about it. You know, we've briefed with them. They've been in our office and talked on different things. So, we're like we will. So Michelle and I went, signed up, and there was a bunch of conservatives there, Mike, and it was kind of funny because they were. Kind of holding them accountable to what are you doing they were they were asking for transparency on funding where's your money coming from where are you spending it and there were some people kind of squirming in their seats and i was like i'll be doggone it's kind of the whole you know um, moms for liberty you know holding school boards accountable people and parents starting to kind of be unwoken up if you will they're waking up you know not the kind of woke they were hoping for um people are starting to fight back school board we got a member a lady in our um, in our neighborhood that's going to run for school board up here because she's like, this guy's never been opposed for 15 years. You know, She's like, this is ridiculous. She's got a lot of young kids. And so it's kind of fascinating because right, we're just watching this transition where a lot of ordinary Americans are finally going, enough. That's it. I'm getting involved. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I'm like, wow. And starting to hold some of these organizations that have been doing stuff for so long and nobody's paying attention. All of a sudden, a lot of people are paying attention. So, you know, maybe it's not for naught that we sit here and beat our heads against, you know, the wall so often on the radio or other things we're doing, because there are people that are waking up, Mike, and they're, you know, I I just read earlier this week that the Moms for Liberty, like 120,000, you know, members in like a year or two years, you know, in 44 states, um just things like that that are accelerating and watching the other side wake up. and the And then the left is no longer just it's, it's part of why they're so angry, Mike, right? They've had the Supreme Court for 50 years. They've gotten their way on everything they wanted. They got all the scams running, all the Ponzi schemes on their favor. And all of a sudden, they're running into roadblocks. All of a sudden, this, the Supreme Court's overturning stuff. All of a sudden, groups are popping up that are getting funding and fighting back. So we we're, were saying before, it seemed a little depressing when we are talking earlier. I'm like, it's not all bad, Mike. There's a lot of stuff happening right now that's right. fascinating to watch so we're, we're doing some of that but other than that brother your question we're fishing we went clamming for the first time in five years we've done a little camping nice. um you know so just trying to enjoy it and have a little fun this summer you
2: know? <laughs> just trying to just trying to enjoy a little bit of the downtime and everything like that so that's i mean that's good that's yeah. you got to do that you got to recuperate you got to reju- rest and rejuvenate i uh <clears throat> I got to tell you that five-day, the five-day weekend that I took over the 4th of July was definitely uh, much needed and recuperative because, you know, even just covering this stuff on a daily basis is exhausting sometimes. So uh, it's good. And well, I do work hard, you work
1: a lot, you get tired, of course. And yeah. You got to have a breakdown then. You have to. Yeah.
2: Could be. All right. Well there's the ding if you heard it if you guys heard it out there i mean i'm just hoping this whole thing holds together it's like spitting bailing wire behind the scenes the squirrels are <laughs> the squirrels are running in the wheels fast as they can uh we're about to jump back into it here we go mike showers our guest i'm just going to give him his head full reign whatever he wants to talk about that's uh, how we're going to roll the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio let's uh let's do this thing here we go
0: The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <clears throat> pinch of intellect. <laughs> Sorry. That is humorous.
2: Here's Michael Dukes. Yep. Yep. Just a pinch. I mean, I don't know how much that is. If you got tiny, tiny baby hands, it might not be very much. My hands are pretty big. So, uh, you know, it's a guesstimate. That's all we're putting out there. Mike Shower is our guest. Senate District O. Uh, he comes on board to chat with us uh, usually weekly, uh, especially during the session. It's always good to get some insight into those things. Uh, let's um, let's continue ahead. I told Mike that I would just give him his – give him free reign in this segment. Uh, it could be politics. It could be airplanes. It could be bacon. It could be whatever. We were talking about the Battle of Midway, which, again, I found fast. It's been so long since I have uh, – I used to be a huge – well, I guess I still am, but I used to be a lot more involved prior to becoming, a, uh, I guess, a, a true adult. I don't know. In my late teens and early 20s, I was fascinated with uh, the history of World War II and all the battles and everything else. Uh, but Mike just gave us a quick refresher course on the Battle of Midway, which is – I think you could see divine providence in that uh, in that and many other battles. But that one specifically was one of the big ones um uh for us to uh to see the tide of the war start to turn uh so that's fascinating but mike let me just give you a let me just give you a free you what what else is on your mind my friend what else is what else are you thinking
1: well i mean maybe next week i'll, I'll we'll talk a little more about midway because it's uh, like I said, it's really fascinating when there's so many cool battles and things that have happened from the revolutionary war civil war et cetera. but um I, I think it's important we kind of touch on, again, what we were just talking about in the break, and that is the hope, right, because a lot of kind of negatives or neutrals we're talking about for the first 40 minutes, because, you know, not, not you know, from a conservative perspective or a Republican perspective, well, I guess it depends on kind of Republican you are in Alaska, but from the perspective of, you know, what a lot of people were hoping for, I mean, not a lot of, you know, great news on the state front, right, from state government and, you know, you know, the Right. Well, as you, activity, as, you yeah,
2: as you pointed out, we've we they've clawed back all this any savings that was a, was accrued in the last six years has all been clawed back. And now we're spending more than ever. So yeah, you're right. Very frustrating.
1: Yeah, frustrating. But there's hope on the horizon in a lot of things, Mike. And I think that's I want to continue that discussion that we had, you know, that you're seeing that we don't always hear about. And you'd ask one about the Massive Health Foundation, I'd throw it out, and you're like, What was it? What? Tell me about that. I'm like, well. You know, we had a lady in our neighborhood walking the dog, ran into a friend that's just a neighbor. And she's like, you guys going to go to the Matsu Health? World?" like, what? No, I mean, I know some folks that are, you know, kind of involved in it. But, you know, and they've been to our office and others. She's like, because they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm like, well, I've heard some of that. And she's like, they've got their yearly meeting come up. You need to go. We're trying to get people there. And I went and a whole lot of faces that are conservative, I recognize, were at that mic. And it was, I think it kind of caught them off guard. Because, again, the left is so used to having, this is what we're talking about on the break so used to having the Supreme court break their way all the time for half a century. They're so used to getting money through Ponzi schemes and suing the federal government to keep themselves funded. They're so used to getting tons of money from all these different left leaning organizations and billionaires. They're so used to having control of like city councils, like Anchorage, you know, assemblies where, you know, they they left shows up and the unions get their people out and the conservatives don't vote. And they, you always wonder how the heck is Anchorage, which really isn't a really hard blue city is, a hard blue you know anchorage assembly because you know that's only who shows up to vote for the most part so you always think oh man you know all this stuff but then you go to something like the matsu health foundation go the the conservatives got spun up and they showed up and then you well what are they doing well the matsu health foundation has got its fingers in a lot of different pies like renaming the you know palmer the colony days to the braided river festival and just a lot of other stuff going on underground right you're like ah oh. and now people are paying attention and, and call them on notice I, w- I mentioned reading about moms for liberty i hadn't even heard of 120,000 members Grow and growing fast in 44 states and it was in response to all the craziness on school boards across the country trying to teach critical race theory and put crappy ridiculous books that young kids should never see in libraries and just all the stuff going on right and now you're seeing people waking up not the kind of woke the left was hoping for but you're seeing a lot of regular americans starting to wake up and go whoa we got a lady i was saying in our neighborhood that's running for school board i don't want to say her name yet i don't know if she's been officially announced but she's like yeah the guy that you know i I would be running against didn't even have anybody competing against him last time what the heck is that and so what's the encouraging side mike is to watch you know i mean look oh you want to have a transgender influencer um, we're gonna, you know, cost your company, you know, six, seven, eight billion dollars in profit. Oh, targets you want to go woke? Fine. We're gonna, you know, cost you a couple billion dollars. I mean, it's just so there's some, you know, kind of frustrating news on the state front. But at the same time, from a perspective of watching the sleeping giant awake, right? To go back to a World War II quote from Admiral Yamamoto, um, you're seeing that with a lot of Americans um, that are finally waking up and going enough. I'm sick and tired of you pushing garbage on my kids. I'm sick and tired of you corporations pushing woke ideology, you know, instead of just being a business. I'm sick and tired of watching sports teams do this and all that. I'm sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired. And you're actually saying, regular Americans, you know, not people that are retired, not people that are wealthy, not people that are overly political, just step up and go, I've had it. I'm getting involved. Right. I'm going to run for my local school board. I'm going to run for my local assembly. I'm going to organize a group nationwide that's going to fight back and get funny. I mean, it's it's fascinating, Mike. And that's the part of me kind of gets fired up again when you say, well, how do you keep doing this? I go, because I'm starting to watch some cool stuff take place, and people are sick of it. I mean, it's, it, it is fascinating to watch. There are some nationwide movements that are fighting back. I mean, who organized the, the, the kickback against Bud Light? Nobody average americans that have been drinking it for decades just said screw you i'm sick of this garbage and they switched to another beer dude you pretty much you pretty much they by just virtue of doing what they did as a collective group they pretty much destroyed an iconic american brand because that iconic american brand lost its mind right right right. and so it's not all doom and gloom really when you see Tens of millions of Americans starting to fight back all on their own, Yeah, and they're starting to organize. It's awesome to watch. Well,
2: and I think you see that in many different ways. I mean, the latest controversy seems to be – I don't know if you've been following this at all, but there's a movie out called The Sound of Freedom. With Jim Caviezel.
1: Oh, we watched it.
2: Yeah. It's uh, uh, supposed to be. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list to watch. It is supposed to be. I, I've been looking forward to it. Um, I actually threw some That's money. Really good. Yeah, I actually threw some money at Angel Studios when they first came out because they were doing some good stuff. And so uh, I'm excited about it. But if you look at the press, if you look at the mainstream media, if you look at Hollywood and how they're treating it, this is a movie that they had a chance for it at Netflix. They turned it down. They had a chance for it. Disney turned it down. Amazon turned it down, so it went over to Angel Studios, and it got this movie has been filmed for four years. It's just now getting yeah five years. It's just now getting released, Um, and the reception from the public has been phenomenal. It's been an amazing. It's an amazing story. It's about it's about child slavery and child trafficking. Um, It's based on a true story. It's heartbreaking. The first thing you see come out is the headlines read. Uh, Jim Caviezel pushing movie that's a QAnon conspiracy. It's all about now it's now they're trying to make show that it, you know, that it's, now this is the same the same uh, news media, the same uh, uh, Hollywood elites, everything else that looked at that movie. What was it two years ago? Cuties, the movie Cuties, where they sexualized mm-hmm. a bunch of 11 year old girls and everybody said, oh, this is the great movie. This is the greatest thing, which was a. A commercial flop. The people didn't like it. The critics loved it. Everything, but this is the same people that, on the one side, a movie that sexualizes eleven-year-olds is fine, but a movie that talks about child slavery and sex trafficking and everything else is just some QAnon conspiracy. This it, and
1: this is that, what people. By the way, it's backed up with facts and the, exactly. because it's true, and nobody can deny it.
2: Exactly, and so, but this is what people are getting. This is what people are getting sick of. This kind of gaslighting from the mainstream media and the left to say, oh, everything's fine. This is good. What you like is bad. They can never figure out why some of these movies with heart. And I am keep going back to the movies because that's one of the most prevalent things you can see. Movies with heart, movies with a good story, movies with a moral compass. These movies always do well with regular Americans, but they're hated by the elites. And I think you're seeing that kind of backlash start to happen in many other
1: things. Because Mike, the regular American people are good people. They have heart, they have morals, they have beliefs. They're decent folks trying to make it, raise a family, do good things of all all stripes, all policy, you know, just across the board. They're good people. But many of the people at the top and, and others are not. And you're seeing the mass fight back finally, waking up, like I said. And it always makes me kind of I get that little bit of smirk, you know, if you can see my face because I don't have great coverage down here. But I get that little bit of smirk. I'm like, you know, all those elites that are having their press pundits and their talking mouths say these bad things about this movie, about Sound of Freedom. I wonder if any of their names were on the Epstein list. You got to (laughs) kind of wonder about that, don't you?
2: I mean, exactly. I mean, that's one of those, uh, you know, it, you start thinking, you start wondering, is this all part and parcel of it? But no, that just makes us QAnon conspiracy theorists now right. because, you know, we're all about the... But yeah, we yeah. know
1: that many of those elites were part of these sex parties and the other stuff going on. We know that there was underage trafficking, underage girls. I mean, that's already been admitted in the press and, and in some of the court stuff going on. So that's why I kind of the, the part of me looks at it and goes, yeah, are, are your names somewhere in there? You know, is that why this makes you so nervous? Yeah. Is that why this makes you so uncomfortable? Because well, there's some real evil running glad, around at those high levels. Bro.
2: Yeah. And I'm glad you, I'm glad to hear you say the same things that I've been thinking that, yes, the sleeping giant. It's been slumbering or, or people have been frustrated. They threw their hands up. But now more and more people seem to be getting engaged when we get a win, like what's happening in the Supreme Court and things like that. People get encouraged and they get reengaged. We just need to all encourage right. all that. Uh, Mike Shower, our guest. Uh, Thank you, my friend. Hold the line. Folks, we're out of time. We got to go. We'll see you tomorrow for Thursday, The Michael Duke Show. Uh, All right, Mike Shower, final bite at the apple, my friend. Uh, Good stuff. I mean, you're right. Uh, You need to encourage us. It's easy to get dauber down, it's easy to get uh, discouraged. What uh, final thoughts for you?
1: Oh, just stay engaged, Mike. I think the biggest thing that people can do right now is become part of the, the waking giant. Do a little bit of something, you know, support some candidates, maybe join a couple of these groups that are waking up. Go to, to a studio and watch Sound of Freedom so Angel Studios can continue to be funded and make a difference. Do some little things, Mike. It's like I said it doesn't it doesn't take much, right, for the tide. When you when you have millions of people, it doesn't take much from everybody. You know, if you if you only have a few thousand people, it takes a lot, right? So just a little bit, and go go see the sound of freedom. Michelle and I, with a, a, a another couple that's a friend, we rented a theater this past Saturday. We rented the theater and told everybody we could have, I think, up to like 135 people. We invited a whole bunch of folks to come in. It's free. We paid for it. We did it. Why? Because we wanted people to see it and wake up and and start becoming something. To you know, get involved. And you know, I made an announcement about the one gal that's going to run, you know, for a school board while we we're in there. You know, so. Do something, right? Go watch the movie, Forward Fund. You can buy tickets for people that can't afford it otherwise for something like that. You can join Moms for Liberty. You know, you can do all, you don't have to run for office, right? You can do all kinds of little things. If we could get a, a, a PAC fund, a super PAC, you know, for the state of Alaska, imagine what we could do with, you know, 10,000 20,000 people contributing to it. We could finally start, start countering National Education Association money or big money for You know, dark money coming in here trying to influence our elections for RCV, you know, Ranked Choice Voting and other stuff. So there's potential, Mike. It just takes us waking up and getting involved. And there's lots of things people can do. I would encourage you, if you are encouraged right now, this is our time. Wake up. Do a little something. And the next thing you know, when 100,000 people in Alaska have done a little something, that's going to be a lot of something getting done. Absolutely. More than you think. Absolutely. Don't give up, brother. It's worth it for our kids and our grandkids man do not be the guy sitting back 25 years from now when your grandkids are going what did you do doing the war daddy you know that was the old general Patton quote right since right i'm on the military thing today well i shoveled crap at berkeley you know it's like, exactly so, uh, yeah uh you know you do a little something man just do a little something get involved Ex- exactly surprised.
2: all right well i appreciate you my friend thank you enjoy yourself maybe we'll talk next week okay
1: Look forward to it, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thank you.
2: Folks, we're out of time. we got to go. Thanks for being part of it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.